south of Baton Rouge Along the Eight Meat River Near the old Phillips farm There's no brick and mortar Just a boiling cauldron Of human disorder Tammy's Cafe Serving up grits Beside a murder Welcome, y'all. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Tammy. How are you? I am doing great. But you're on crutches. How can you be doing great? (laughs) At least they're not cutting me this time. That's all that matters. You will do anything to avoid surgery is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. And how are you? I'm good. Sweaty, but good. As we look out the window and see the children in the pool. Yeah. And Grace isn't here because she had to work today. Yes, she did. Oh, oh, let me find my phone because I have to give a shout out to someone who I mentioned in another episode, but did not have his name. And then he messaged me, Justin and Christina. Justin's a trucker, and Christina works at, oh my God, I didn't screenshot the whole thing, but it doesn't matter. I probably shouldn't say where she works. Probably not. (laughs) So, Justin, eastbound and down. You probably don't know what that means because you're so much younger than me, I'm sure. No, 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 no. Eastbound and down, load them up up and trucking. We're going to do what they, they say, say can't be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a big Smokey and the Bandit Me girl too. back in the day. And I put that on for the kids the other day just to have the, 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 the TV on in the background out here, not the sound. Uh-huh. And they were like, what the shit is this? <laughs> and I told them. I was like, that was high art back when we were growing up. What? Shut up. <laughs> he was hot back then. <laughs> okay, now I was not a fan of the hair. I, I still am not. The stash, I'm not a big mustache person. No, so. no chest hair, no mustache. Let's no. just be skin on skin. Yes. So we're doing good. Anything new? No, no. Just, other than you're on crutches. Yeah, other than crutches. But I won't be on them next time, y'all. Good. So we wish you all speedy recovery for that. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all say some prayers for her. And you're telling me a story today. Yes, ma'am. Which I just listened to the cock family like two times this week because I was with someone in the car and they wanted to hear it. I listened to it twice, too. And then normally you don't listen to yours. I kind of speed through it because like on that one, I made two mistakes that just kicked me in the face. They weren't relevant uh, to the story but so i i pick myself apart no don't do that but i listen to it for myself once because i gotta have it every saturday morning it's i listen to grits and i drink my coffee before anybody else gets up nice and then dave was stuck in the car with me mm. and he had to listen to it but i think he's about to become a patreon member because he had Ooh. no clue what that was until he listened so great segue. If you want to support the show, go to Patreon slash grits. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash grits. And if you just Google Patreon and when you get to their page, there's a place where you can search for creators and you can put in grits with a side of murder and find us. And I appreciate all the Patreon members and David would be a welcome addition. That would be awesome. That would, that would. And he's just such a sweetheart. 
He is a doll. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Good man. He's wearing a t-shirt today that says something like, I'm tired of being my wife's arm candy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he is he is the cute one and the nice one in the family. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Good. Because I have good taste. So what are you drinking? Um, A skinny giraffe daiquiri. Where did you get that? Urban daiquiris. Wait, is that... Is that place new? For you, it's going to be new. We've had one for a minute. Oh, yeah. But I live across the river from I think you. they're building one in Prairieville. They are right now. Yeah, that uh, where it used to be a produce market. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, I'm going to so have to check it out. A, so they have a skinny version? They have a skinny one. It's raspberry, which I like. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. I still prefer my Tito's and lime, but I didn't want Dave to have to travel with my mini bar. Better for him to have one cup. If you just, next time you come, when you're off crutches, bring yourself a setup. I will put it in the cabinet in the back so that no one drinks it and you will have it here. That should be what I do. Go get me uh, a handle. Yep. And we have cups. We have ice. Get your mixer. Hot dog. That'll work. All right. Beautiful. So who are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Murder, I bet. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Good guess, Tammy. Good guess. I'm so smart. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about Rebecca Cornell. And this is another historical one, y'all. Sorry. I was in the mood for something else. But since I didn't have grace to tone me down, I was afraid I was going to get lost in the bushes on science on it. So should I... Say, Stump, this is for you because it's a woman killer. Sure, go ahead. Okay, Stump, this one's for you. It's a woman killer. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Oh, okay. No, no. Rebecca's not the bad guy. No, Rebecca died. (gasps) So, Stump, I'm sorry. Not a woman killer. I promise next time it'll be a woman in Louisiana. You did a woman. Yeah. That might be a hard. That's a hard go because normally a woman in Louisiana, that might be a hard go. If we go, if we're killing somebody, we're proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rebecca Cornell. Is that correct? Rebecca Cornell. Okay. This is going to go way, way, way back. 1800s? Further. Ooh. Okay. 1673 in Rhode Island. Jesus. I know. It sounds like witches. There's a little bit that'll play into that later. Okay. Later. After the murder. After everything. Help me. Okay. So, Rebecca and her husband, we're going to call him Thomas Sr. This is one of those families, like most families, where names repeat over and over and over again. Right. Especially back then. Yes. They only had like 10 or 15 names to choose from. Mm Mm-hmm. If it wasn't in the Bible, you weren't using it. Right. Okay. They immigrated to America. And they moved around a bit. There was some religious controversy, and they wanted to be with this one person that got expelled from Boston, and so moved to Rhode Island with her. And in Rhode Island, this Cornell family began to um, really excel. They were community leaders, church leaders. They were working with the government. They were really influential in setting up the American colonies. Oh, cool! Yeah, this is these are this is a big deal family. Okay. Okay, so eventually the husband dies. I want to say it was like 1655. I know, that just, it doesn't even seem like real time. I don't even have words, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but on the evening of February 8th, 
1673. And I promise I'm not drunk yet. I don't know why my words are having problems. <laughs> Thomas, Rebecca's son, spent an hour sitting with his mother in her quarters. Mm-hmm. Now, after Thomas's dad, Thomas Sr., died, he kind of became the controlling head of the family. He was the oldest son. Mom kind of signed him over. As, Makes sense. Yeah. You're in charge now. You're in charge now. But it was her house. <clears throat> and when Thomas's wife said, hey, come to dinner, Thomas came along, didn't bring his mom, told the family that mom would not be joining them, that they were having salted mackerel to eat, and Yum. it made her dry. <laughs> <laughs> it made her dry yeah that's a weird oh yeah but maybe, i'm assuming maybe it made her mouth dry let's I'm just thinking, say that and not the vag i god i hope the fish isn't making her vag dry and that, she's talking to her son about it that would yeah, be awkward oh okay so after they ate dinner he sent one of his sons in to go see his mama at another house or the no, same just house? just in the, just into the room. I got gotcha. you. Right okay. there. She's not coming down because, or she's not coming to dinner. Okay. And he goes in and. And he says, go see if mama, well, I'm sure they said grandmother, but here we say mama. He said, go see if mama needs some hot milk or something so she's not having dinner. Son comes back out screaming and yelling. She dead. There's a fire. There's a body. What? Oh, yeah. There's a fire. There's a fire. So, so they're eating dinner and there's a fire going on in a room right next to him. Okay. Right next. Cause to him. I was thinking son killed mom, put the pillow over her face and then went to dinner and said, she's not coming. But if there's a fire brewing. Yeah. I don't know about that. So Thomas and a native farmhand. Native American. Yes. And I saw one time they named him as something. But then everything else did not name him. So I'm just going to say a Native American farmhand. Okay. An Indian. Yeah. Runs yeah. with bears. Runs with bears, something whatever. like that. And they probably gave him a white name because, you know, we do. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. And that's probably why the names are all over the place. Right. Well, it's also not very good record keeping in the 1600s. You would be surprised. <laughs> I have I have seen testimony from this written down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the son comes back yelling. They go in there. And at first they think, and I don't know why this, all I can imagine is it was so freaking cold because it's February in Rhode Island that this might have been a problem. They thought a native had come into the house and fallen into the fireplace. <laughs> And I'm like, mm, that's ridiculous. That's that. That's not the first place your brain goes. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. And so while they're down there, they're actually speaking to the body on the floor, like you know, in I forgot. The, you mean Sawani. the mom? Yes, but they didn't know it was the mom at first. Oh, they thought it was one of the Indian farmhands. Yeah. Okay. And so the body was burned that bad. They they thought it was, it was grandma. Yeah, but, but it was a dude. They thought it was a dude. It was Bobby. They thought it was a dude. But it was but then Thomas goes, Oh Lord, that's my mom. Wow. Said he recognized her shoes. Okay. Okay. My sons could not tell you one pair of shoes Fuck I no. wear. Fuck no. And mm -mm. you know, I got some favorite pairs, but 
No. I'm I'm assuming in the 16-somethings, you only had one pair, maybe two. Yeah, but would they ever look down and... I don't know. He might have bought them for her. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. You know, but they were even We're talking. just going to give him props for knowing it was his mom. Yes. Okay. So, the coroner comes the next day, takes all the statements, rules the death an accident, thinks that she either went to add wood to the fire and might have kind of stumbled, started to fall in or whatever, and her clothes caught fire a little bit. Okay. Or because it was very customary to smoke a pipe before bed. I'm mad at it. No, I'd do it. So. Thought that maybe... It no, popped out and caught her clothes on fire. No suspicious shit at this point. Mm-mm. But I feel like because it's a murder podcast, <laughs> that may change. Yeah. You may you may be onto something there. I'm just foreshadowing here. <laughs> okay. So they have the funeral. The only possible weird thing about the funeral is that Thomas's wife, Sarah, did not go. That is the Literally, I feel like every woman was named Sarah back in the old days. Right. There were like in this family at that time, there were several Sarahs. Jesus. So I kept having to go back and make sure that it wasn't okay. referencing. That's super weird. But they didn't really look at it like that. Because even when I was little. I mean, unless she was taking care of all the youngins that didn't go to the funeral. But I feel like back then they took the youngins to the funeral. They did. But she was pregnant. Okay. And we'll give her a pass. When I was little, even, they would say that birthmarks came from Mm. some kind of trauma during pregnancy. Or do you think there was some kind of superstition about a pregnant woman going to a funeral or anything weird like that? There was. And that it would harm the baby. Being too close to a body. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. I'm not taking any chances. Right, right. Absolutely. Okay. So, on February 12th, she died on the 8th. Right. They probably had the funeral on the 9th. Her brother, John, is awakened in the middle of the night. Sarah's brother? Yes. No, no. I'm sorry. Rebecca's brother, John. Okay. the woman who died. Okay. She's got a brother. Gotcha. And uh, this is a little bit of a quote. He felt something heave up his bedclothes twice and thought that somebody had been coming to bed with him. We're going to pause right there and say, who thinks somebody's just getting in the bed with him? <laughs> Maybe that was a thing in the sixteen late 1600s. <laughs> okay. People well, just be stopping by and crawling up, crawling in, bed up in bed with you. Maybe it's like the native guy that right. they thought he was. Maybe people just got cold and says, hmm. He's like, I can't bed. sleep in the barn tonight. I got to crawl up in here with you, Mr. What was his name? John? Brian? John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no Brian in the Bible. Okay, so. sorry. <laughs> no three Bible names here. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, whereupon he awakened and turned himself about in his bed and being turned, perceived a light in the room. Like to the dawning of the day and plainly saw the shape and appearance of a woman standing by his bedside. Whereat he was much affrightened. His sister came to visit him. Yeah. Okay. And cried, in the name of God, what art thou? He said that to her. She said that to him. He said that to her. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. And then the apparition answered him, I am your sister Cornell. Okay. Well, there you go. And twice said, see how I was burnt in the fire. 
and she plainly appeared to him to be very much burnt about the shoulders, face, and head. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch. A gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch. While we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy. And cunty. With us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On the big cutie couch. Mwah. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Spooky. Yes. You don't want to see your dead sister show up beside your bed in Spooky the middle of the time. night. No. Mm-hmm. No. Especially talking about how she was burnt and shit. Yeah. And especially still like carrying that pain with her. Yeah. Oof. So. John, I guess, proceeds to tell all the people in the village, because I feel like they really didn't have cities then. Hey, everybody, we need to look into my sister's death a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And he even, because <laughs> she came to me. I know you're not. I know y'all are. Hey, listen, I'm not crazy. I know y'all are going to think I'm crazy. But she came and said, see how I'm burnt about the neck and head. Okay. Okay. So, at the time, what you're saying wasn't considered crazy. Oh. Yeah. I might need to go back then to those times. I know, right? <laughs> but then, you know, anything we said would just be because we were hysterical women, so. That's because we were having our period. Yeah. I'm going to make a drink. You keep going. All right. Spectral communication was seen as a way to obtain evidence that was not otherwise obtainable to courts in the 1600s America. Huh. So this actually did cause them to look at her death more. Wow. And so the body was examined and showed a wound to her abdomen that they didn't see before. She'd been cut. What? I'm only laughing because I'm thinking, like, in jail, how I'm going to cut you. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, had they buried her already? Now, see, because I wasn't seeing that she was exhumed. Okay. But then I thought about where we were and when we were. I don't know if this for sure happened, but I know that before backhoes, tractos, electricity, and stuff like that, if someone died in the winter months up north. Oh, they couldn't break ground. You stored them. Okay. Until the spring when the makes frost sense. line would come up high enough to where you could dig. Right. Okay. So that, that so makes sense. So they probably didn't have to exhume her. Okay. They had the funeral, but then they would have put her in a vault. Right. Until spring. Okay. So it wasn't an accident. Hmm. All right. Wow. So the death happens in... Early February, mid-February, her brother comes up and says, whoa, we got to look into this. They looked into it. She's been stabbed. Or they never say the actual word stabbing. They just say wound to the abdomen. Yeah. Or cut to the abdomen. Or So what we're going to say in modern day terms definitely was stabbed. Yeah. So. 
Okay. So did they have official um policemen? Like did they have a marshal? Did they have anyone that would investigate this type thing? In they, a, cr- in, a, in a criminal sense. They did. Okay. They did. They had coroners. They had magistrates, judges. Okay. All right. Bit. Okay. As much as, I mean, it looks nothing like we would look at today. Of course. Yeah. No DNA. No, mm. you know, nothing like that. But right. there were rules But this is clear. Procedures. You didn't just get burned. You got stabbed. We're going to try to figure out what the hell happened. Absolutely. Gotcha. And that kind of thing might happen now. They might miss the actual cause of death on assuming. Right. Yeah. That this primary wound that we can absolutely see. I mean, people today, like, try to burn, you know, they try to arson the crime scene to cover evidence. Right. So, this, whoever did this was ahead of their time, kind of. Kind of, yeah. And uh, some of the things said the floor was on fire. I'm not seeing where there was this, like, fire. Because... It's just so weird to me that they ate dinner Right next to the fire. Uh-huh. And it was never an issue. Thank you. That's a big okay. one. Okay. So, May 12th, 1673, Thomas goes on trial for murdering his wow. mother. Well, he had to because he was the last person that was in there with her. Right. And unless she had a door to the outside. And she did. She uh, did have a door on the outside. Okay. So the uh, farm pers- farmhand could have come in and... Okay. Yeah. And so it was technically possible. Okay. Okay. But they were eating right next to her room and I, nobody yeah. heard anything. But... Okay. Go ahead. They didn't hear her fall down. I understand hear- all that. But when he was in there with her before dinner, let's say he did kill her. They didn't hear anything either. Nobody else in the house heard anything either. Or well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to okay, that. Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. Then. <laughs> okay, so no sounds of a scuffle, no sounds of somebody falling. And we're talking in homes before air conditioners, TVs, radios, any of this stuff. I've been in these homes that were built in the 16 and 1700s up in New England. You can hear everything. Yeah. I mean, there's... Nothing to stop you from from having a conversation with somebody four rooms away. Right, right. Okay. <clears throat> so they go on trial. Her friends and neighbors roasted Thomas. Oh, damn, son. They were <laughs> pests. Rebecca was 73 years old. She had... I was going to say, did she have some shit that he could take over when she died? Yes. Okay. They owned like half of New England. Oh, that's right. You said they were a prominent. Yeah. Yeah. They own land from Rhode Island. If we were right now, you would drive. It would be a three hour drive from their home in Rhode Island to a whole nother group of land they had. They own pretty much the Bronx. Everything in between? Jesus. They had bits and pieces in between. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, 100 acres here, 200 acres there. Right, right. They owned a lot. And they were setting up laws and practices and everything in America. Mm -hmm. Because even though everything was going by English rule at that point, we were still England. We were an English colony. Things had to be altered to fit here. Right. Okay. So, she was 73. He wouldn't let her have a maid. Come on, man. 
She's 73 freaking years old. And you're rich AF. Uh-huh. She had to chop her own firewood for her bedroom what fire. The fuck? Who's telling this? Everybody who roasted his ass? Yes. All, all right. her neighbors, all her friends. Okay. She had to make her own bed. Well, you know. Okay. That's a little bit, but I mean, at 73, I want somebody taking care of my butt if I got I, Well, I just, I hope, like hell, I can, st- I mean, okay. You know what? I'm going to back up. 73 years old in the late 1600s is old. It is really old. Because people probably only living to be like 40, 45. Yes. <laughs> How's her son even still alive? In colonial America. It's not like they were in a very, I mean, it was a rough life. Right. She had like 11 kids. God damn. Okay. Yeah. So somebody should have been taking care of her butt at okay. this point. In so life. she had to do everything herself. And it's not like they had fitted sheets with a nice little <laughs> elastic trim. Making your bed meant folding the mattress up, tying that booger down. I mean, it was well, a chore. It also meant fucking washing your sheets by hand, uh-huh. beating them on a rock down by the river, and then hanging them on a clothesline to dry, and then putting them on the bed. Big deal. You didn't have an extra set of sheets. No, no. <laughs> and so, and then they wouldn't warm her bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how cold it is up there in February. I was at my son's house, who is in this area. All right. A few years ago in February, and his furnace went out in the middle of the night. Were you an ice cube when you woke up? When we woke up, there was ice on the top of the dog's water. Oh, my God. Sherry Lynn, who had never seen a furnace in her life, figured out how to... I called my husband, (laughs) my son, who's an engineer, but also a Southern boy. This was his first furnace. Yeah. Between the internet and my husband, we fixed that thing at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and we got some heat going. Nice. We were not going to live like that. Right. So, I mean, this this is a level of cold... That most people will never experience. My Canadian friends up there, y'all, y'all know. February is hell. Well, you forget I lived in Austria. <gasps> yeah, so it you would, know. It would snow from Thanksgiving to Easter in Austria. <laughs> yeah. So I know that level of cold. Okay, so they wouldn't warm her bed, you know, with a little yeah, bed Yeah, with warmer. a little bed warmer, yeah. Like, you put the little pot of embers in there and uh-huh. put in between the covers. That would be lovely to have someone do that for you. He, you know, she's having to chop her own firewood for her bedroom I'm wondering fire. if he did those things for his family and what, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, he did. Or did he hire a maid and a servant? And- I don't know if Sarah had servants. But I know that they had more fire, more food, more everything. God damn. Just outside of her. He was trying to kill her just naturally. And so no bed warmer, which sucks. Wouldn't let her have as much firewood as she wanted. She's 73. She's freaking cold. Mm -hmm. I'm 50. I am cold all the time. Right. Okay. Now, way back, she wrote a will not too long after her husband had died. And obviously, there had been a problem with Thomas for quite some time, Thomas Jr. Because she She roasted him in the will. She kind of did. She left portions of her estate to all the rest of her children, but not him. Damn. Left his first wife in a, a portion, but not him. 
So it would kind of be his. Okay. But she was the one that was going to have control, control. of Control. Yeah. Crazy. So obviously there'd been bad blood from the beginning. I feel like one of them other kids of hers, one of them other 10 kids out of the 11 should have taken her in and took care of her rather than leaving them, leaving her with the one obviously child that didn't give a fuck. Right. Right. Okay. But he was the oldest, I'm assuming, at least the oldest boy, because he was the junior. Yes. Okay. So. What? She, let me, do-do-do, do-do-do, because I got sidetracked. now, yeah. Okay. So, they were arguing all the freaking time, which is probably why. If there was a scuffle, nobody would have paid attention Uh, when he was in seeing her. Okay. Because it always came to shouts. It always came to. Mm -hmm. He wanted her. Yelling. He was living in her house. Mm. And he wanted her to pay him rent instead of the other way around. He's a dick. Yeah. All right. So even if he did do this, her screaming at him or screaming after she got stabbed or anything would have been inconsequential because they're always fucking screaming at they're each always other. always okay that makes sense okay her friends said that she was miserable living there and she had told her friends that in the spring she would be moving in with another son well there you go that's my that would have been perfect yeah yeah he couldn't just wait yeah, he couldn't just wait. Four of my five more months. If she lived through the winter. She said that? Yes. Foreshadowing. She was worried that Thomas was treating her in this way in order to hasten her death. That makes you sense. You already hit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so she wasn't crazy or whatever with these thoughts because you saw it. She knew what the what was. Mm-hmm. She knew. But the sad part is she also wasn't sure if she could handle living there and not end it herself. For that much long, for for like four or five more months till Uh spring. Holy shit. That was bad. That was bad. All right. Okay. And her friends also said there is no reason why she wouldn't have eaten that dinner that night because she loved salted mackerel. It did not disagree with her. She liked it. It did not make her dry. It did not make her dry. Oh. My gosh, that is the most disgusting <laughs> thing. It was just her mouth. It was about, I get dry mouth too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe it made her like swell up and get thick tongued well, at night. I like, mean, it's completely probably cured with nothing but salt. salt. Yeah. So she probably got bloated as fuck. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't eat that before going to bed. I'll pretty much eat anything. I prefer ice cream, but I'll eat anything before I go to bed. <laughs> okay. So one of her best friends, Patience Cogshale. Do you love that they used to name women with such sweet names? Patience. Yes. Daisy. Yeah. So Patience testified, and this is an exact quote, because we have this crap. That's crazy. 350 years ago. Somebody was long scripting that shit out. It was. I could see it. It was long (laughs) scripted. It was hard to read because they wrote like Well, their script was very... much more advanced and i don't even think they teach kids script in school today if they do it's maybe one or two years and that's it yeah they don't really care how well, kids they write well anymore. they type everybody types everything right you don't okay. have to read a handwriting i know and 
But I don't think it's good for them not to be able to write mm-hmm. the script. Because if you can't write script, you can't read, read it. Script. And if you can't read it, you don't know what is in the Constitution. <laughs> don't let them sucker you into That's not right. knowing what you need to know. Amen, baby. Okay. So, this is a direct quote from her testimony. Okay. Patients testified that she, and by the she, I mean Rebecca, right. was afraid there would be mischief done. Her daughter-in-law was of such desperate spirit for not long since, said she, she ran after one of the children of his first wife with an axe into Damn. her house. But she was prevented striking the child. Yet she did not live with any of her other children because she had made over her estate to Thomas. I don't He know was that. in charge of it, so she wouldn't leave. Uh, if she had thought her so son... So he basically, like, he had power of attorney. Right. I gotcha. If she had thought her son Thomas's first wife would have died before her, she would have not made it over to him. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why she had not previously yes. gone to live with one of the kids. Because he had control over everything she owned. Okay. And she owned half the world. So she wanted to kind of keep her eye on the shit. She wanted to be close enough to keep her eye on what this little mischievous bastard was doing. Right. Gotcha. Okay. And so then someone else. I only took a couple of the people's testimony. There was a lot. Yeah, of the, I'm sure. I mean, they hated Thomas for the way he was treating <laughs> his mama. The more we can people we can get to stand up for Rebecca, the more pe- likely we will get Thomas hanged. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So John Pierce said that Thomas was glad his mother was gone, and he testified. And this is also a direct quote. And oh my gosh. If this is true, it is disgusting. Thomas Cornell said that his mother in her lifetime had a desire to have a good fire and further said that he thought God had answered her ends for now she had it. Damn. So. She might. I don't know. I'm starting to think she was kind of a dick if none of her kids really. Oh, the rest of her kids liked her. Oh, okay. Just two. But I think she was probably. No, 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 no. That's just Thomas. That's all Thomas. Oh, 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 oh. I thought another one of her kids said, okay. So basically, they were just at each other's throats and it came to this. Yeah. She might have been a bit of a butt booger. I mean, face it. Yeah. What old lady is not cranky AF? You've got 11 fucking kids. You're going to kind of be a little bit of a bitch. And she probably had Thomas when she was like 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after all of that testimony, Thomas was convicted of murdering his mother. It was the first case of matricide in the American colonies. That's why it was so well documented, I bet. Yes. Well, plus, I mean, Third, we fourth, were... Third, fourth, fifth time, they were just like, yeah, we've seen this, done that. We were still Great Britain at the time. So right. we still really had... We had to send crap back to the queen to let oh, her look over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, very big deal. There are a lot of people that think he didn't do it. Okay. Because she, you she know, had cranky. said... She was cranky. She said she may... Off herself. Right. 
And they're like, well, there was no murder weapon found at the scene. Well, if she had offed herself, then there would definitely be a murder weapon found at the scene. It is less likely to find it at the scene. Would she off herself by stabbing herself? And then setting herself on fire. Right. And, you know, I mean, think about it. You stab yourself in the abdomen. You're probably going to fall forward into the fire. But that they found her lying on her back. Yeah. Right? Away from the fire. Right. Like, almost like fire had been put on her face, her upper body, and then put out. Yes. Okay. Got it. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. All right. So, I have... Just because there was not DNA and fingerprints does not mean he didn't do it. Okay. And that's kind yeah, of where yeah. everybody that's talking about it now is leaning toward. There was no real evidence. There wasn't real evidence back in 1673. There wasn't real evidence back in 1973. Right. I mean, it was all circumstantial. Do the circumstances of this case that's, mean that nobody but you could have done it? That 50% what? what? Got to be over 50% sure or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was. It so is, there, was there a jury at this point or did, yes. we, did we have a judge deciding this? This was a jury. Okay. And they said guilty. Guilty. Eat a bag of dicks. Absolutely. And he ate a bag of dicks quick. This trial started. Well, fuck yeah. Back then they didn't have nothing to do but carry out justice. Yeah, the trial started in like May, I think you said. Yeah, May 12th. Yeah. So May. Probably May 23rd, he was hung. Yeah. That was basically how it was. Like, you're found guilty, then you go right out to the gallows, pretty much. Pretty much. Or you wait a couple days to make sure everybody in town can make it to the hanging. And he did, uh, like, request to be buried near next to his mother, but I think that was a last-ditch effort to look innocent. (sighs) And they said, oh, no, 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 no. You just killed her. You don't get to lit- to sleep next to her. So they put her in a pauper's grave, put him in a pauper's grave or they something They just like moved that. him away because okay. he was still rich AF. Okay. I mean, All this right. Is, you know, they don't get treated like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So May 23rd, he's, elect- he's uh, executed. You know, I told you back in February, his wife was pregnant, couldn't go to the funeral mm-hmm. or didn't go to the funeral. Sarah Cornell gave birth to their last daughter, and she named the baby Innocent. Oh, my God. Many people believe that this was meant as a form of protest against the guilty verdict. You think? Yeah. And one source that I looked at said that this was the first execution in Rhode Island. I am not so sure about that. I, yeah, I gotcha. But it may be the first documented. Well, they certainly didn't talk to each other the way that we do now, you know, with complete right internet and, and th- everything's on things, Facebook. <laughs> before things were set up in a very, like, normal, organized society. Yes. Which the Cornells had been setting up for, like, 50 years. Right. Early settlers probably took somebody out and shot them for doing something stupid. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. This or if you got caught on somebody's property stealing something, for example, and you got shot on site, that was it. There was no court trial yeah. records. You didn't go to jail because you shot them. They were they're on your property, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And see, my family got here during this time, and we didn't even know until we started doing DNA tests where we came from because this gotcha. was ridiculous. Right. Okay. So, 
this family, um, that name, Cornell, is probably tickling in the back of your head. Of course. It is Cornell University. It is. It is. And with some... This, with this stained... Uh, what is it? Reputation? They yes. they still okay. They went on to be okay. All right. So Ezra Cornell founded Cornell University. Another descendant, William Ellery, signed the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Ezekiel Cornell was a Revolutionary War general. Stayed prominent. Um, Bill Gates, Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon. First ladies Elizabeth Monroe and Francis Cleveland, Senator Bob Graham, sec, uh, John Kerry, Amelia Earhart, they were all descendants. Trace back to this one family? To this one family and in a very direct line. I mean, there's Damn. no... It's not like any of these were bastard children right, going up for right, adoption and right. they found out through DNA, you know, six generations later. The Cornell House okay. stood there until 1889, where the whole thing burnt up by fire. A couple hundred years. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. right? Then they rebuilt it with the same floor plans. That house is still there. It's a restaurant now, a restaurant and inn. So could you go there and like you see the area where the mom was found and stuff like that? Yes. Okay. Because they built it original plans. Right. Okay. So, innocent Cornell, you know, the the daughter, yes. the last surviving daughter, innocent. Uh, married a Borden and her five times like granddaughter, as in Lizzie Borden. And just <laughs> three years after the heart, after the house burnt down, that woman went on trial for murdering her parents. Oh my that was God. Lizzie Borden. That's some fucked up brains in this fucking family tree. Yes, yes. And I mean, it's weird that she did it right after the house burnt down. You know, that's some demony, poltergeisty. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dang, that was a cool story. That is the story of how Rebecca Cornell's ghost solved her own murder. And for source material, of course, I did Wikipedia. You know, I had to get some basics. Yeah, of course. But Rhode Island Historical Society, the New England Historical Society, Portsmouth History Notes, and then a little bit on Ancestry. You go, girl. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, I thought that was fun. I really like that one. It, down here, whenever it gets so hot and humid and there's so much noise late at night, I know this spooky season really starts in October, but I start thinking about ghosts and spirits and stuff uh, whenever it's just that humid yeah. light. And you hear every- all that, the crickets and the Yeah, and the cicadas and the and frogs all, that. all night. And it never quite gets dark. Like, even if you're outside at like 3 a.m., the starlights are so bright. And I, you live next to a river. I yes. live next to a creek. You can see the lights coming on the creek at night, and it's just, seems like the world could never die. Well, here's the thing. I know that you have a spooky story, and what I want to do is, when we're done with this episode, record that for Patreon members. Hot dog. Because I want y'all to go to Patreon slash grits and join, but I want to turn around. I'm going to turn my back to you to look at the computer. 
And give me something funny? I'm going to give you something funny. Hot dog. Hopefully. All right. Let's see here. Okay. So we are going to rdasia.com. Oh, wow. True stories. World's dumbest criminals. So, okay. Here's one from Brazil. Are you going to use my guy? Uh, what you mean? Does it take place in an MRI? Uh, pay, maybe. Look, okay. No, I think I, t- no, I told y'all this one already. Okay, let me see this one. All right. One local thief had high standards, but poor follow through. When Wellington Olivier robbed a cook, taking his wallet and watch he was upset to find the watch wasn't quite what he wanted so he kept the money but returned the watch claiming it was a fake while his victim hurried out hurried to report the mugging to police olivier stopped to play soccer at a nearby nearby field where he was still playing when the per- police arrived and arrested him did i do that one already no, it sounds well, familiar i haven't heard it. okay um here we go in germany one wannabe thief had obviously watched too much TV when the 29-year-old tried to break into his neighbor's flat by using a bank card. <laughs> While he was doing that, he woke up the owner, and the th- <laughs> in the thief's haste to get away, the card snapped in half, <gasps> leaving behind his name and account details. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The victim called up and read the details of the card to the police. When we got to the burglar's house, the other half of his bank card was on the kitchen table. Oh, no. All right. We'll do one more. This is Australia. Oh, that's going to be good because they're the only people wilder than we are in Louisiana. It's I would Florida, agree with Australia, that. Yes. Louisiana. One thief got more than he bargained for when he reached into a window of a parked car and snatched a tote. The bag belonged to a professional snake catcher. Brad McDonald. Inside was a highly venomous snake McDonald had just captured from an underground park, city park in Sydney. Gotcha. That's what it says. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there you go. Stupid criminals. And do you have one? You're looking at your phone. Yeah, no? I think I do. I okay. think I, I mean, do. You, I'll, I'll hold if you, if you think you got one. I do. I do. Okay. Now, I am uh, going to preface this by saying I am pro-gun, but some people are not. Are Yeah, and some of the people that are pro-gun are pro-gun because they just want to be kind of uh, bullyish. Okay. Okay. You want to be pro-gun to protect yourself and your property. Yes. Or to exercise your rights or to shoot. Um, So you got a gun one for me. I got a gun one for you. Okay. So a Brazilian lawyer and gun advocate died after bringing his mother in for an MRI. Leandro Matheus De Novius. Perfect. 
Okay. Nailed it. We're going to try that. We're going to try that. It's better than German <laughs> on me because I'm like French and English. And so anything outside of that, so Portuguese, there you go. But it's not as bad as German. Y'all heard me on that cock I thought story. you did great. Okay. So he brought his mom in for an MRI and decided to keep his gun with him. Okay, go ahead. Into the MRI room. because what I don't fucktard. I know. Like, he wouldn't even tell people he had a gun. Right. He got shot and died by, by his own gun. gun in the MRI room. What a retard. Oh, that is dumbest criminals. God. That is dumb ways to die. I like it. <laughs> I need to. I need to take that little snippet and just kind of plug it in and then dumb ways to die. Okay, so... Thank you for the story. We are going to um, end this, but record a Patreon mini-sode with Spooky Time. So y'all make sure to go to Patreon slash Grits and subscribe. And we appreciate everybody. We love everybody. Anything else am I missing? I think that might be. Oh, go. Let me tell y'all something. First of all, go to the Grits group. Family, friends, and fans, and you got to answer some some questions. They're very easy, and then you get in. Yeah, but, we'll let you in. We like you. Absolutely. So here's the thing. The podcast awards are coming out. I think y'all can start nominating July 1st. So a couple years ago, we were actually fortunate enough to get nominated. Okay, we had enough people go. It's all about the people. Mm-hmm. We had enough people go to get us nominated, and they take, I think, like the top 10 or something in each category, and then there's a voting. And y'all, I know it's a hassle, but let me tell you something. You got to put in your email address, and these people don't spam you, because I went and voted, and I don't get fucking 25 million emails from them. But I need y'all to... I'm going to tell you in the Grits group when it's time, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be July 1st, so if you... Don't hear from me. Reach out. Ask. But I need you to not only go and nominate us, but if we make it into the top list, then we're going to have the voting. And I need y'all to go and vote for us. It's really going to help us, like, jump by leaps and bounds. Look, the only reason why they're asking you for this email address is so that you can't sit there and just refresh and do it again and do it again they're trying to not get cheating per person yes they're trying of course if you're like me and you've got i literally have seven email addresses hey i'm not mad at that that sounds great so that's a possibility (laughs) i'm just saying i'm not telling you to cheat i'm just saying you might have more than one email address i'm sure anyone who wins the podcast awards has people voting that has more than multiple one. times. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I would really appreciate y'all's help on this. Get your friends to do it, please. Take their phone from them and just do it for them. Get your mom and them to do it. Get everybody to do it. Hopefully, it will will propel us enough to where we can go on tour and come to a city near you and do a show live show. Oh, shit! I would love to do that. That would be amazing. Yeah, we can and totally I said shy, not yes shy. <laughs> okay, y'all. So we love y'all. Tell your mom and them to listen, and we're gonna let Zodico Mike take us out. <laughs>